0: Hey there! Welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Where our goal is to help you, our church members. Glad you're tuning unders- in to our podcast. Better understand the what and why of our Sunday gatherings and all that we do. Isn't it great to be here again? All that we do as a church, and uh, despite. Interruptions. We're going to continue on with our podcast. You Eric, powered, you powered through I'm, there. I'm Michael Sher. I'm here with Pastor Eric. Eric, what are we talking about today? Oh man,
1: we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Really? Yeah,
0: I think so. Probably. What would those? What would that fun stuff be? Um. Well. You you seem kind of giddy. You seem like you're having a good time. I'm just
1: surprised you happy just to, jumped. Happy to see me. R- that and. You just jumped right into this with no warning. You didn't tell me you are starting. And so here we are. And this is, we're like
0: on the edge of the sea right now. You're a little
1: Yeah, a little bit nervous.
0: Just kind of threw you into in the lion's den. Yeah. Um, so I
1: was told that I made a little bit of a confusing statement this last Sunday. You? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, the life of the preacher, the scrutiny... Um, of the words that I
0: say, and that's actually a good... The tyranny of God's people (laughs) against you. No, no, that's (laughs) that's
1: a good thing. They should be like Bereans that listen to everything that I say and compare it with the Word of God. And so I don't know if I, I, I... Actually, maybe we should go back and listen to the recording. I wonder. Enter, I, enter
0: I, I, recording here. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, we're not actually going to too much work. Do that, um, <laughs> but I was told that I said something like, can, "Do you remember?" Because I'm, I'm going to butcher. I it.
0: do. You you were making a point. Uh, uh, that point from what is it? First Thessalonians two. Or no, no. Is, what's uh, I uh, was
1: making the point that. No, but
0: what's the passage that we were talking about?
1: First, so, yeah. First yeah, Thessalonians first, two.
0: Yeah. So you know, uh, but you were, make, you were making a point similar to it where people will listen to you preach the gospel because they've seen your life and and perhaps they know your care for them or they know your character or they just know who you are. Even. Yeah. They're more receptive uh, to you kind of interjecting in their lives with the gospel. Mm-hmm. So you made a point, uh, but I, I think used that illustration. You, used, you used a little bit more of a blanket statement of, I don't remember how you said it, but it could have sounded like, you know, n- no one's gonna listen to the gospel unless they know you. Yeah, it, you know, if you if you only heard that and you weren't considering all that you were saying, or or you were uh, not, you, you know, you could assume, oh, but Eric knows that the gospel's powerful no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but it you you know if, if heard the wrong way, it could sound like the gospel only has power if someone knows you. Yeah,
1: I I use the illustration if you could speak through a loudspeaker to like the whole world. The only people who would believe you would be the people that actually know you. The only people who would care to listen would be the people who know you. Um, and it may have been understood as the gospel's only powerful if we also know the people or the people know us. Yeah. And I just want to say that's not true because the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Um, and it is powerful with or without our adding to it. Now, we also do believe, though, that the gospel is most clearly presented when it's presented with the context of a life that's molded and shaped by the gospel. So I think, in a sense, the point stands. So we want to share, as Paul did in 1 first, first Thessalonians 2, where he says that he shared not only the gospel of God but his very own life. So that's that's a great model for ministry. Don't just share the gospel. That's good, share the gospel, but we're also willing to show our lives to in, invest our lives, uh, our love, our love generosity. Well. Yeah, so that our words don't fall on deaf ears because why would someone want to listen to a message that comes from someone who is callous or rude or
0: unkind or or something like that so Uh, our demeanor ought to display the love that the gospel does yeah um no that's helpful that's a really helpful clarification and it's just helpful to know that that's not exclusively true Uh, that the gospel preached once uh and you never see that person again uh, can produce true fruit of repentance and faith yeah so the holy spirit gives life
1: that's right And so we can also have boldness to share the gospel with a stranger. If the Lord gives us that opportunity um, in a park or a neighbor or on an airplane, that's all good stuff. And we wouldn't want to ever discourage anyone um, against that because, well, the only way to really share the gospel is in the context of a lengthy relationship. Um, I wouldn't want people to get that impression. Totally. Sometimes that can even create or take away a sense of urgency.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. you're just always waiting for the relationship to be
0: good enough to share the gospel? Hey, but despite maybe uh, needing some clarification there, I thought Sermon on Sunday was great. Uh, very thankful for, even from the beginning of this year and thinking towards last year as we went through Jonah, mm. just being challenged to preach the gospel to people, to disciple non-believers, mm-hmm. um, and to be bold in that. Uh, to not be ashamed, to step out of our comfort zone. It's, it's been convicting for me because it's easy for me to uh, not want to be um, inconvenienced yeah. in that way. And so I'm thankful for it. And in that light, you mentioned uh, those bookmarks we handed out that have uh, three people, three prayers, and three practices. Kind Who came of three up by with three those, by three. those words? I may have.
1: No, you definitely did.
0: I definitely did. Hey, I think it's good. I, You know? I think it's great. That thought it sticks. Love it. It does stick. No, it's good. Uh, so that people, three by prayers, three practices. by three, three people, three prayers, three practices, bookmark, that kind of we're using to help us instill uh, evangelism into our daily lives, into mm-hmm. our practice. Uh, talk about that for a minute.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> we are not aiming to create a, an evangelistic program. Sometimes, when pastors are feeling like they need to reach their community, they think of some event that they'll do. Uh, they think of a program they'll start. We'll we'll start uh, on Fridays. We'll all, you know, go door to door evangelism, and that, that's not wrong. I'm not going to say that's wrong or we're going to do a outreach event where we're going to invite people to hear a comedian. And then after he's done, we're going to come up and share the gospel and we're going to see if we can get our unbelieving neighbors to show up bait and switch. And (laughs) I'm not going to say that's wrong either. I'm just going to say what we would rather do, uh, like we talk about this all the time, that word culture, a culture of evangelism is it is normal for me in the normal everyday routines of life to be so, so following Christ and so aware of his purpose for my life and his agenda that I'm looking for and praying for opportunities to tell others about Jesus. So it's not something that I, um, I'm requiring the leaders of my church to plan and do for me. It's something I'm doing out of my love for Christ and my love of neighbor. If everyone's doing that, and, and I think we have a, a growing uh, evangelistic culture here.
0: Yeah, I, I really think so.
1: I'm always so encouraged when we on Sunday nights pray together as a church and we just say, hey, who's the person that you'd like us all to pray for that maybe there's been an opportunity for you to um, you know move evangelistically toward mm-hmm. them. A lot of hands shoot up. And different people. Lots of different people. Yeah. And so I, I I haven't done this, maybe we should next time, but if we just tallied up the number of people who have a Christian in their life, who's being faithful to pray for them and, and move toward them with the gospel, I wonder how many people our little church is reaching.
0: Well, so I was thinking about that and we're doing three people, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about people that are near, people that could make it to church on Sunday, yeah. people that... Uh, you see often, and so they're not in another state. They're not two hours away. Uh, they're people that you can face to face share the gospel with on a weekly basis. In the we be- have like yeah, at least seventy five members. Okay, uh, maybe like almost eighty. Yeah. If seventy five members pray for and share the gospel with three people in the next year, even that's two hundred and twenty five people that have heard the gospel that you are praying for daily and that even our church is praying for. I mean, just think about that. That's a lot of prayers and the Lord uses prayer. And that is a lot of people that if we're faithful, uh, and we do what the Lord calls us to do hear the gospel this year. Uh, and I would not be surprised if there's more. Yeah. Um, that's great. And to your point, it's, it all stems from uh, what, what you, what you said in the sermon, uh, Christ, uh, makes them makes us fishers of men and so we're just kind of living that out yeah. and making it part of our lives because essentially as disciples of christ that's who we are and, and and we're not acting as disciples if we're not making disciples that's true yeah
1: and it all starts with that first part we are following jesus so we're embracing Entirely. this life of humility learning from him learning his word learning the truth learning from other Christians, and as we do that, it is the life that leads others to follow Jesus too. Mm -hmm. And, And what I love about it, and what I'm hoping comes out of it, is it's just a really encouraging time for the whole church because when you're praying for these three people, you're sharing it with your growth group, you're sharing it on Sunday night with the rest of the church. We all are in on this. And so if the Lord uses you to save one of these people you're praying for, the whole church gets to be a part of it and rejoice with you. So that's yeah.
0: That's a. It's not lone ranger evangelism. It's it's whole church evangelism entirely. I I am praying that the Lord would use this to really instill uh, in those of us who have a, a harder time evangelism into our lives on on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, um, and into the life of our church. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the three things, and it's really easy to name three people. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to pray for three people. Mm-hmm. I think the hard part is putting into our lives practices of knowing them, serving them, sharing the gospel with them, because that's when we're inconvenienced and that's when it can get messy. Because yeah. what if they reject me or what if they do get saved? And this is like a really interesting process yeah. of, of a really sinful person being saved and, 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 coming to know Christ, but dealing with a lot of things like there's scenarios and you play it out and it can be a deterrent. And so the hard part is really putting into place these practices.
1: Yeah. How do you talk to someone though? That's saying, um, okay, I'll pray for someone every day. I'll pray for these three people every day. And they go, Michael, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get started on these practices. What do I
0: do? Just, uh, well, one, I, I did this recently. Uh, I didn't know one of my neighbors' names. So you should probably just, you know, know, get to know their name at least. Yeah. Say hi to them. That's start true. Com- start, if, if you need just an in, start a conversation with them. Ask them about their life, build a bridge. Um, so just go knock on their door and just say. And if you're really having hey. trouble, talk to Steve Severance and bring him with you. Yeah. Because he'll really help you start a conversation and get to the gospel.
1: Yeah, that's true, he will. Yeah. I also think there's probably something to be said about being intentional in your plans and mm-hmm. your schedule. I mean, I think probably the worst, you know, one of the biggest blights on the church and especially just individual Christians as well as we're so busy that we don't really do this. And so, yeah, we're, we're busy with our youth sports and we're busy with our church stuff and we're busy mm-hmm. with our careers and, busy with our hobbies and entertainment. And I wonder if we were to just set aside a little bit of time each week, if you're married to talk with your spouse and to just say, how does this person that I'm praying for fit on my calendar Mm -hmm. next month? Sometime in the next four weeks, how does this person fit on my calendar? Uh, Ash and I last night, were talking about, um, we're planning a dinner to have our neighbors over. Awesome. And just, just invite them to a meal. And we've talked a whole bunch in the neighborhood just as our kids play, but um, haven't really. And we, we had them and some other neighbors all together for, for fun around Easter time last year. But not just them and not really as deep as it could be. Sure. So one of the things we need to do is put it on the calendar. Like yeah. put it on the calendar, ask them
0: to come and, and see what the Lord might do with that. That's Awesome. Uh, one other practical thing, something that I want to try to do is when I get home and I get out of my car, parked next to everybody else's car and I'm in a complex and I start to go towards our unit I'm about to walk up the stairs, instead of trying to rush in the door, I just need to take time and see who's around. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if someone says hi to me, maybe stop and actually have a conversation rather than, Hey, how was your day? Nice weather inside, you know? Uh, because those five minutes could make a difference yeah. uh, and and could lead to good conversations later. And that's like, talk about an easy time, man. We're both outside already. I didn't have to go knock on your door. <laughs> it's true. We are
1: like the culture of the closed door. Like we, all the garage doors on my neighborhood block are, are shut oh, all yeah, the time. Man. Everyone rushes straight to the front door and, and gets in as quickly as they can. I don't know if that's a newer thing or, or if that's just the way people are, but uh, just just a couple weeks ago, another neighbor, I got home, I parked, and he happened to be leaving right as I was going, and he stopped his car and was talking to me out the window. Nice. And it was, uh, I, I was thankful for that because I had been praying for him, and I think because I was praying for him, I was a little more aware of the opportunity the Lord just gave me right in that moment. And so we talked about, hey, we need to do a barbecue soon, and um, hoping that that will turn into... Again, something concrete on the
0: calendar that will lead to further opportunity. Yeah, entirely. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, And again, we're praying that uh, this is just a small piece of helping make evangelism, making disciples uh, of non-believers part of our our lives continually, not just in the next month while our growth groups are going on or in the next few months, but in all of our lives uh, from here on out. So, uh, continue to pray towards that end. And if you haven't written down three names, definitely write those down and, s- and start praying and thinking of ways to, to, put, uh, get to know people and serve them. Oh. Um, but Hey, before we're done, Eric, uh, this Sunday night, uh, you're going to give something away. We are. Um, so I've written a little book.
1: That's like a little over a hundred pages. i yeah, mean, So it's super short, readable for the church. GTC. That's what Michael calls it is a nickname. It stands for going to church. See how creative I am with my book title.
0: It's a good book title. Going it's, to it's church apt. It's perfect for what you've written about. Did you say it's perfect? Well, I don't know if the book is perfect, oh, but okay. it's a, it's a pretty good title. Um, I can, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put on the back
1: of the back of the book by Michael Scherer, it says, it's It's perfect. perfect. (laughs) That's your blurb, your endorsement. my endorsement. Um, Yeah. So I I wrote it just kind of, a lot of things in the book I had already written just as uh, little documents to try to explain why we do things as a church. And I was encouraged to kind of put it all together. And um, once I did that, I had some people here read it um, my mom, man, she's the biggest fan of my book. <laughs> <laughs> I think she thinks it's the best book that's ever been written. My wife also liked it, so nice. you know, I got two avid supporters. Others read it though. We should we should let people <laughs> A few know. Others, others, others gave feedback, well. and I gave feedback, and um, was encouraged. To let's get was told, hey, we should get this um, printed. So it's not published, but it is self, I guess, self published. Yeah, It's printed. Um, So it's printed in a format that um, we hope will be helpful for our church. The basic idea is this. You go to church every Sunday and you do all these kinds of things every week, but do you know why we do it and do you know Mm -hmm. how to get the most out of those things? Um, And I think that if we go with intentionality and thoughtfulness and prayerfulness, we can really maximize our fruitfulness in participating with the body of Christ. Sunday mornings. So it's, it's kind of zeroes in laser focus on the Sunday morning church experience. Um, It's almost like a guided tour through everything we do. Uh, The subtitle is a field guide for the faithful church member. Um, So it it just gives you guidance for getting all that you can out of uh, the Sunday morning corporate gathering. So we're going to give it away to all our members. Awesome. And yeah, we're praying it's just a Does fruitful tool. every
0: single member get their own copy? There'll probably be some sort of rule, like one per family or something. One but per we, family. We do have a good, a good
1: number of them, and uh, we'd like to get them in the, in the hands of our people.
0: Awesome. Hey, that's exciting. And uh, maybe a book recommendation for this week would be The Master's Plan for Evangelism. Uh, I don't know of that book, but I know The Master Plan. Oh, that's what I meant. Evangelism. The Master Plan of oh, Evangelism. Oh, did you mean that? By I said it Dr. Wrong.
1: Robert Coleman?
0: No, yeah, I really, I said it wrong. Yeah, you did Because I was looking right at the book cover.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic book. Uh, if you are interested in a life of discipling others and you want to go a little deeper in what that looks like and you want to be inspired to get started, read Dr. Robert E. Coleman's little book, the master
0: plan of evangelism. Awesome. Hey, with all that, we're really excited to see you this Sunday and worship with you. We'll see you then. See you then.